What's up, everyone? This is your host, Daniel. And Javi, and you're listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We're just two brown best amigos talking about everything and anything through a Latino and indigenous perspective. In this podcast, we uplift indigenous and Latino insights on a variety of topics that highlight the intersectionality of both cultures. Expect some tears, joy, and definitely laughter. Imagine chilling with your two best friends, talking smack, and throwing a little shade. <laughs> <laughs> What is up, everybody? This is the Brown Sound Season 4 with your favorite host, Javier, hey, and... Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Daniel. It's me. Just kidding. <laughs> what's up? We're back. Hey, hey. Yeah, we are definitely back from a much-needed break. Um, yes. You know, sometimes we have to give people time to catch up, but they still don't ever catch up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just playing. But no, no, it's... Uh, it's you know, it wasn't. You know, those last couple of weeks have been kind of hectic in yeah. my work life, so I feel like the break was definitely uh, needed, and also kind of nice to see that even though we haven't put nothing out, uh, we still average like twenty downloads a day. Like that was oh, kind of yeah. cool. Like looking at all the stats, like through that time, like oh wow, people still people still listen to us, even though. Yeah, I know. Well, one of the days, didn't you say we had like 45 downloads and we hadn't even posted anything? And I'm yeah. like, like, what's what's going on? Like, it's cool. Like, obviously, our numbers aren't like the top podcast in Spotify right. and Apple <laughs> music. But uh, for us, that's really good. It, it seems especially, to me too. I was yes. like, especially like with the like organic following, you know, we're not buying yeah. followers. We're not, you know, being fakey about anything. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's pretty cool that we're, you know, uh, people still tuning in. And I think it also gives time for people to catch up. You know, I know a lot of people, yeah, yeah. they're like, yeah, I got, I finally catching up on all your episodes of this recent season. So I'm like, oh, okay, my bad. Are we speeding up a little, going a little too fast? I don't know. Too but, bad. Yeah, do we yeah. need to slow down? Yeah. The, well, the thing too is that I feel like in a lot of the feedback that we've gotten, people can genuinely relate to us, right? And we have been very sincere and genuine in our approach to every episode. So I feel like, people just vibe with it and so I, I think that's why we're we're getting the good traction that we're mm-hmm. getting and uh you know why we keep doing the good work chicas yeah. <laughs> yeah so with uh with your with our little break what's been going on i see you are rocking a new do um, oh yeah i am rocking a new do uh, i see you uh, have through a, a little ring, metamorphosis uh, <laughs> a ring on your finger now you get married during this little uh, two week break on my middle <laughs> finger chicas <Yeah. laughs> Finger, no, is that a hickey um, on your neck? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, let's clear. No, no, uh, Chicax, actually, this isn't funny, but I was actually rear ended the other day, so oh. my car got hit. <laughs> I was yeah. actually at a at a red light, and uh, Chicax, I uh, just mm. you know, that's mm-hmm. when you're. <laughs> You know what what the universe does when you're everything's going when everything seems to be going right and you're like mm-hmm. man all the vibes are good life seems to be going great relationship mm-hmm. with friends and family is going mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. what is the life what does life throw at you a curveball with your car chicas that is always. always the thing always Siempre. um <laughs> 
and I'm sure a lot of people can relate, but it's like, dang, I got hit. And you know, it's, it's, it's annoying to deal with insurance companies. It's annoying just to even get your car like into a place. But mm-hmm. um, the, the cool thing that ended up happening is, um, so I got a quote, a quote to fix my car. I got a check from the insurance company and I was actually able to fix my car because the bumper was then I got a tail light out. Wow. Um, but I also got to fix other little things that had been <laughs> wrong oh. with my car. <laughs> <laughs> and there was uh, only a few yeah, it wasn't a whole lot uh, well they were noticeable you know a little bit so uh right it's not like i was driving a beat or anything like that mm. but um but yeah i know so i was able to just you know pay a little bit extra and just get everything covered so now my my car is like brand new and shiny and uh you know chick x next on the list mm-hmm. is uh fixed the cracked windshield and then i'm tinting <laughs> them the windows finally i'm following your there, your there guidance you chick x. there you go so, those, t- those windows should have been tinted like 20 years ago you know but it's okay I, I always think about what you say man it feels like i'm in a fishbowl i know every time i go down and visit i'm like oh yep there's passive people waving like oh yeah they can see me yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's me you know in a way though chickens it kind of makes me well first of all you know i drive a civic cops ain't gonna be pulling civics over let's be real right that's not the car they're looking for well there's some i would you know I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, but but what I'm saying is, like, no tint, and I have, like, yeah. I'm not trying to tell my car, but I do have, like, personal plates, you know? Yeah, like, don't you like, have, like, Green Day stickers or something? <laughs> no. Or don't you have, like, those, like, Idaho native stickers or something to your... Like, no, oh. because I'm not an Idaho native. I mean, I was born here and raised, but, you know, I'm not a native of Idaho. <laughs> No, um, you know, I just having to deal with that was kind of like a thing for a little, mm. for a hot sec. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, my car was having other issues, and I got them all fixed now. My car's running really good. But, man, let me tell you how stressful it is to deal oh, with, yeah. like, for car sure. stuff. Why? Well, and you know, you had a whole, yep. you had to change a whole transmission on your Jeep. Yeah, engine. That's, no, it was an engine. It's a, it was an it, it was an engine. Yeah, I definitely know car problems, man. <laughs> I feel like any Jeep owner can relate to the the the, the nicks and crannies that comes with a Jeep. You know, they just oh, the they just <laughs> they just start to nickel and dime you once that you know, I'm like. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, no makes a good nickel and dime. Yeah. Uh, the other thing too, Cheekex, is that you know I, especially for like just car stuff in general, yeah, it's annoying. But um, I think in my mind too, the most the most thing or the thing that's most pressing, I guess, with cars is just what you just uh, touched on, which is the money part. Mm-hmm. Because man, they get you with those like high costs. Everything. Like, Every little thing is like a giant, mm-hmm. and I get it too because you know to specialize in cars, okay, because not everybody could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing too is you're paying for the knowledge, right? And you do want your car to be fixed well, mm-hmm. uh, but man, man, mm-hmm. good thing we got the money to fix it though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank God we have jobs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I feel like this last couple of weeks have been just you know, like you said, it's been hectic. You know, I um I. What, I'm like, what have I done? Like, well, yeah, I did. So doing? last week, I actually got to go to so my old high school that um, you know I went to back in the day. They were hosting a youth conference for like a young 
Young Men's and Young Women's Conference. So they did two different days. And so I got to be a part of like the little workshops where I got to like, um, you know, work with the students about like finding your voice and the importance of finding your voice as as, like an indigenous person. And also being able to teach them a little bit how to do like a, like an elevator pitch, you know, because I got to explain like with with my job, with what I do. Um, A lot of time with the businesses I go out to and reach out for advertising, I have to sell my business, you know, so um, so that so that was cool to be able to give the youth some knowledge on that and then just you know hearing all their questions and it was kind of cool because I was like dang I didn't think these kids would really listen or like pay attention yeah. but they actually were very interactive with like the workshop I did and they had a lot of questions for me especially with like working with radio and stuff like that so that was cool it's always cool to like be able to like somewhat give back to the youth in the community that I was raised in so that yeah. that was cool um you know I'm trying to think what else I do in between these times well, um so you I well and I remember so I've, I've been keeping up with you and in the in between time between <laughs> recording episodes, but uh, yeah, so you've been doing a lot of things with the youth, which is really really cool and really neat. It, that just speaks to you, Chikex, how much uh, how invested you are in like your community and helping you know mm-hmm. folks grow. The other thing I've seen you participating too is in some uh, cultural activities. Oh yeah, too. we've had some. Yeah, we've actually had like two different round dances. So there was a round dance a few weekends ago um, that a senior project. Uh, it was a senior is a senior you know senior project. So there was like five or six students that put on this round dance to raise awareness for missing and murdered indigenous people and so the money that they raised um i believe it went back to like a family who has dealt with you know the missing and murdered indigenous uh, family member and so that was pretty cool and then i went to another round dance the other weekend we had um a a committee a powwow committee put on a round dance for a fundraiser so yeah that was that was pretty nice it's kind of nice because during those times a lot of times it is seen in somewhat of like a ceremonial time like you go out there yeah. to the dance floor and you pray, offer up your prayers, and you dance for those who can't dance or, you know, things like that. But it's also time, too, just to gather and, like, have fun and, like, joke around with your friends that you haven't seen in a while or whatever. But, yeah, so the both round dances were really uh, definitely much, like, needed. I felt like my, I don't know, my spirit needed it. So it was yeah. it was good. Um, and then just anytime I'm ever in the longhouse here on our res, it's just always such a heart-warming feeling, like, just being in the longhouse is always it's to me it's just like it's a really um personal like i don't know just a really good feeling so it was cool to be able to to hear the round dance songs being sung in the longhouse because our longhouse is like made out of all wood so like the songs are really just echoing off of the off the ceiling so it just sounded pretty cool it's pretty dope but uh but yeah that's that's about i mean i guess i mean for me i did get a new car i mean it's not brand new but it's new to me yeah Um, and it's nice yeah it's a nice little jeep i went from one jeep to another but a newer (laughs) jeep but um yeah no i've been enjoying it because i've uh haven't had a car that was good on gas in a very long time (laughs) so this car being like really good on gas has been like saving me money in a way so yeah, like it's yeah. nice but just but yeah, wait for but, you to road trip it on down here Chica, yeah i know <laughs> i make, make, yeah one of these days i'll pop up. <laughs> the bad thing about it though is like so the car like um i ended up getting like bad fuel in it so i filled up at a gas station that had like probably more water in their fuel than than like the oil or whatever so now i have to get now i have to use premium fuel so now i'm like 
like spending way more on gas, but it's still nice because it lasts longer. It still lasts longer. At least it's like feel that's like good for the motor and stuff. But I'm like, oh great, it's like here I go. Like I just said, like you just said, like life's going good, and then something with your car. That's what happened to me. Like oh, life is going good, and I get a bad feel, and next thing you know, my car is being all weird, and yeah. So now I'm you know back to I'm like premium feel. I'm like man, it's like for something. I've never had to use that cheek exploit. No, I, I get it. I actually do remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually do remember something I want to share with you. So, how do you feel about speakeasies? Um, I don't think I've ever really been to one. Okay, and then so for the listeners, if you don't know what a speakeasy is, you've never been to one. It's it's almost like a, like a hidden bar, like a you know like a like it's a place that's usually like there's a password or there's like a thing to get in. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they're like busy. Um, and and. You know, I think they originated maybe in the Prohibition era when, like, drinking was illegal. So, you know, you had to, like, just kind of hide a bar somewhere in plain sight mm-hmm. and be very secretive about getting in. And so um, I ended up signing up for, uh, made reservations for one here in the downtown Boise area. And it was for my brother and a good friend, Eva. We love Eva. Mm-hmm. Um, it's birthday weekend. So made reservations. We go. We're waiting at the secret door. And it's, like, in an alleyway <laughs> somewhere with, like, a green random light. And you have to knock they slide open a tiny little window on the door and you tell them the little password and your name and so then they let you in but while we were waiting to get left in this random guy showed up and just started talking to us so he was like mm-hmm. hey what's up what's this about and so you know we were telling him he's like oh i've never been in i wonder if i could come and we actually had an extra uh space in our reservation because uh you know someone in our party had flaked out last minute and so i'm like well if you want to come you can come in with us um and so you know i just offered it because i was trying to be nice and so so we, he comes in with us. It's a whole thing. Like it's an experience <laughs> to get in and we're in a library room when we come in and then there's like a secret book that gets moved and it opened up a door and then we were in the speakeasy. Um, and so they set us down and we order our drinks and this dude starts talking us up like, oh yeah, I moved here from San Diego. I work for Micron. Um, I'm an engineer, blah, 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 oh. blah. Right. And he's like, yeah, I just kind of like, you know, hang out by myself and go to things by myself because I don't <laughs> know a lot of people here. And we're like, oh, okay, that's cool. And all I am thinking about how cool. Like I wish I could get to that point where uh, you know I could do that. But if I'm being but if I'm being serious, chickx, I feel like maybe that's just like a white people thing because (laughs) as a Latino, a brown person, I would never feel comfortable just going to places by myself. I feel like people would be like suspicious of me or you know I don't know. Maybe that speaks to like his. (laughs) I was like I think that's like a privilege that they would have to be able to go out by themselves and be you know safe or something or yeah okay And, and not to say that like. Um, like only those kind of people can go out and do that, right? right? Um, but but anyway, so yeah, he talks our ear, <laughs> ear off, and he's actually pretty like cool. And he said, "Hey, I'll be right back." Chickx, he left us with his bill. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> we ended up having to pay for his drinks that he drank. I think it was only one or two. I can't remember. But, you know, and Dang. it wasn't a big deal. But we were like, man, that guy just hustled us uh, into some drinks. Uh, but it was really funny because he was like, yeah, I'll be right back. And, <laughs> you know, the group that I was with, like, we weren't. It was annoying. But mostly we were just, like, shocked that he did it. So we were just laughing it off the whole night. Um, again, maybe a privilege he has that I wouldn't. <laughs> maybe people would follow me and make sure I paid. Yeah. Uh, but That's so funny. Uh, oh. But. Okay, well, 
I'm like, so, not only are you a weirdo for going out by yourself, but you're a scammer. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> not only uh, are you creepy. No, I'm just kidding. But. Yeah, and he shared his name was Chris. So oh, if any Chris. listener, Chris. anyone's listening, uh, and you're in downtown Boise, and some random dude comes up to your group, tall dude, he's white, I think he was a ginger, um, <laughs> oh. and his name is Chris, and he works for Micron. So if he throws you that story, make sure mm. he pays his bills before he leaves your group. You, on, okay, <laughs> I have a question. Question. So when yeah. I don't know if this happens to you or not, but so when you talk to this guy, did he try to like talk to you in like a cool like oh like I see all these like brown people I'm gonna like speak cooler or was it he just did. like regular okay because so this he happens did. all the time yeah. in 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 Lewiston I'll go to the gas station and the guy then it's like a white guy and I know he don't talk like this in you know real life but he'd be like oh it's faux fitty and I'm like huh like. <laughs> Okay, 450, you know, but I feel like sometimes some white people try so hard to, like, want to be cool and hip that they have to, like, put on, like, this accent that we talk, like, I don't know, it was just super, like, this happens to me all the time in Orfino, Lewiston, Camden, like, they try to, like, play into this, like, like, because I'm a brown guy that I'm, like, what, a gangster or something, you know, or they have this, like, talk, like, 450, oh, 450, or, you know, like, like, sup, cool, man, or, you know, like, it's just weird, I'm like, uh, like, you want me to go and be like, hey, y'all, how are y'all doing today? You know, like, that's just, I always think that's just the weirdest thing. I always, that's well, I was confused if he was like, oh, brown people. He didn't, he didn't so, go gangster on us. He went like, like, we're only Spanish speakers. Um, oh. He went that way, where he was oh. like, Oh, hablo poquito espanol or what? He kept saying oh. he spoke multiple languages. Um, he was oh. learning Mandarin or something. I was like, oh, you got Duolingo too? You know, because I had to throw my little digs <laughs> at, the, at the... When people start off like that, you're, right mm. away your guard comes up and you're like, is it about to get racist? And how yeah. much? Uh, but no, it, it didn't get that far. Like, he was he was a nice guy, but yeah. he just doesn't Why pay do- his, for his <laughs> drinks. <laughs> yeah. Why do people always do that, though? Like, they when they, like, know, like, 10 words in Spanish, they're like, oh, yo hablo español también, or something, I, you know, and it's like, yeah. it's always just kind of weird, like, oh, it's, really? it's exactly like the, we had talked about this in a previous episode, Chicas, though, when someone comes into a room and they say hola, and I'm yeah. the only one there that <laughs> speaks Spanish and is, like, presents Latino, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's like, <laughs> why'd you even do that? Yeah. Like, no one's impressed. No one's impressed. We <laughs> and now I feel weird. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, and so <laughs> it was kind of like that. But we were uh, like, we'll, we'll let it slide because he may mm. or may not be drinking. Um, you know. So, anyways, yeah. I digress. If you're out and about at any speakeasy or any bar and you see a Chris who's tall, maybe a ginger, maybe blonde, <laughs> make him pay for his drinks and then tell him Javi told you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pay your bills, Chris. Pay your bills. Anyways. <laughs> Chikex, what are what are some goals for you for the season? Let's talk about this season. What are we doing? Um, well, we haven't had our crying episode yet, so maybe That's that'll coming. maybe that'll happen one of these that episodes. Got to keep it real and real and raw, I guess, for the people. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, but safe, but safe. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think another goal for us is, like, we're close to 10,000 downloads. I know we said we wanted to reach that, like, I think, like, by the end of last year, but it didn't happen yeah. or something. But we're close now, so hopefully, close. Yeah. hopefully, you know, with this episode dropping, we will reach our 10,000 download. Oh, yeah. Um, I think, too, 
two, finding more native guests to come on. Yes, absolutely. Um, I just I feel like sometimes though there's not a lot of like native people that I <laughs> would like. I, I mean I don't know you know sometimes because yeah. I, I this is common with natives too like sometimes you'll have a native person that will speak on like behalf of natives or whatever but they're like super phony with it like yeah I woke up this morning with the eagles and I prayed and this song and this you know I'm like bro like we're not always that fucking sacred you know <laughs> like like cut the act like you can cut you like you can fool the soyaps with it the, the white people but you can't fool the natives with if you put on this too like holier than now sacred act i'm like come on bro like well and then it's pretty transparent the same with latinos we have some that mm -hmm. are down for la causa and you're like just chill a little <laughs> bit on that because yeah. it's it's coming a little strong and maybe someone you know someone could you, be that passionate but mm -hmm. you could tell you could you tell. could tell who they who's most of the audience that they're catering to which is probably a white audience or a not right. a, a, a audience that's not of the community so i'm always like come on not everything's that i mean i mean i don't know that's just me though I, i'm i'm yeah. i'm res as i'm res af born and raised you know i uh I just I, I probably my thoughts are probably a little bit different than some, but right. sometimes I could be a little rugged. But that's just me. That's just the res, man. That's the yeah, res yeah. made me tough. The res, you know, I'm a product of it. So um, yeah, I just always think that. But hopefully we find some cool some cool natives that'll be able to hop on and just be super cool, not you know sacred well ish <laughs> not yeah i think no. it would be awesome though i think one guest that we need to get on i don't know who it would be but like it would be cool to have a guest on who's both like say like latino and native and grew up in both cultures like i think that would be a cool perspective to like yeah kind of have like the best of both worlds in a way like that that and it'd be kind of perfect to our podcast because we definitely have both native and latino listeners a lot of times yeah. and so it'd be cool to hear someone who grew up both like in like the latina culture and the native culture but yeah i don't know a lot you know i know our area we do have a lot of like um like biracial native and latinos but a lot of them didn't grow up in the latino culture so it's different you like know they like, identify more with one culture over the yeah other so i okay. it would be cool to find someone i don't know who but <laughs> we have to reach right. we'll, we'll put out an ad in the paper no, yeah well <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I one of the I think one of the challenges in um, all the goals that we have because I want to echo I'm there with you with with you know being more raw having I, th I think for me one of the things I really want to touch on is bringing um, awareness to more themes from a cultural perspective actually today's episode is kind of important for me because I do want to touch on friendships from a cultural lens mm -hmm. like what makes a good friendship what doesn't make a good friendship um, but that that's what we want to do we want to showcase and highlight um, different themes from our eyes and we talked about it last season where we do want to have uh, all all this awesome representation from indigenous and latino folks and even beyond because we brought in uh, zan hater right to share on uh south asian um oh yeah perspectives but at the same time um with the schedules and also our, our limited circle of influence yeah. uh, getting people to come in and actually come um and getting our schedules to land that's that's tricky but i know you and i are very intentional this uh season we've already identified some key people we want to bring in it's just mm -hmm. a matter of fact of coordinating the schedules to make it happen 
happen. So I mean, I'm really excited. And um, not only that, but but being more uh, vulnerable. Last season, I think we were most vulnerable than all the other ones, and now yeah. we're upping that. That for mm. this season, uh, you know, that's gonna lead up to that crying episode where everybody's yeah. just grabbing their <laughs> tissues. I'm so ready for that. Um, maybe it's a healing season. I it don't know. Could, we it could be a healing season. You know, Definitely. we we just put it all out there. Now that we have therapists, mm. we can go mm. cry yeah. it out with them after we we let it out here, chicas. But yeah, um, I'm just so thankful for uh, all of the folks that keep supporting us and listening. So. For sure. You know, that's 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 going to be the goal, to keep going, keep pushing, keep highlighting mm-hmm. different perspectives and mm-hmm. bringing in mm-hmm. those quality, mm-hmm. genuine emphasis mm-hmm. on genuine people mm-hmm. to touch on, uh, you know, the conversations we want to have. Yes, so that's what we're here for, Chicax. So are we ready to jump into our theme for today? Yes. Let's let's get into it, Chicax. All right, Chicax. Well, um, tighten your, I was going to say your undies. <laughs> Your nalgas. <laughs> oh. Clinch your nalgas because we're about to go for a ride, Chicks. Oh. Oh. Uh. All oh. jokes on you, they were already clinched. Yeah. <laughs> jokes on you, they're always clinched. <laughs> uh, oh, hold on, Chicks. Uh. Let me clinch real quick. No, I'm yeah. just but here's so <laughs> what I wanted to talk to you about today mm-hmm. is just friendships in general from a cultural perspective. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to share something that I read um, and, you know, let me know if, if it relates to, you know, if you relate. And then I wanted to read some top uh, traits of what good friendships are. And I wanted to t- talk on those a little bit from a cultural perspective. And then I also wanted to highlight some, uh, you know, some things that are not good for mm. building a genuine friendship. So what are some things that people could do that, you know, might push you away from being a good friend? And these are things that will be retrospective for us. Uh, you know, we're going to think about, oh, which friends have done that to us, which friends have oh. acted in that manner, but are then we, also are we calling them how, out? Just kidding. how have we been that way to other folks? How have yeah. we not been a good friend? Because that's also something we need to work on, right? Yeah. So, Reflecting is always good, you know? Yeah. So, what I wanted to say is, although everybody may have their own ind- individual definition of what friendship should be, um, a few common themes of what friendship entails were revealed in a study, so that's what I'm going to talk about today, okay? So, good friendship Friendships um, are considered to exist when pleasure is taken in the company of another. So literally, whenever you're with somebody, you're like, I like to be around that person. That's why this friendship works. Um, mm-hmm. Can you think of times when you didn't want to be around somebody? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, like my friends or your friends? Just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, my circle any friend, or your circle? Any, any friend she kicks. Any friend she kicks. Uh, of course, you know, um, I mean, I feel like when it comes to friendships, especially in like native communities, we're, we're, we, a lot of times we come from a community where community is like, it's like, it's literally all we do. You know, we're, we're being from a small community like Lapway, uh, you know, majority native. Um, it's, it's tough to like, I think sometimes get rid of like your bad friends because it's such a tight knit community and, and yeah. 
a lot of times with with my experience in Lapway is all of our families might not always see eye to eye or get along. But when the times do get tough, when there are deaths or, or um, emergencies or whatever, my community always pulls through. Like they always show up for each other, no matter what beef there is or disagreements. But but I do think um, just with like having, you know, long friendships in this area who some have not been healthy and some have been it is hard for me because at the end of the day I still feel like I like got love for that person like I you know I've known you for a very long time I definitely care for them but the friendship's not healthy because I'm feeling like ugh like why am I shrugging every time I get a notification or a text from this person you know like I'm like <laughs> Oh, great. Like, I got to, you know, prepare myself. And so um, it's tough, I think. It is. It's, like, really tough. And I I, think, (laughs) I was going to say, like, I think, too, for, like, us, like, maybe brown people and and other minorities can, like, agree is, like, I feel like loyalty is such a huge thing that's, like, you know, we're taught to be loyal at such a young age. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's hard when when we, you know, deal with someone who isn't loyal or who breaks our trust. And it it is hurtful because it's like, damn. I would have never did that to you or, you know, or right. try not to. And if, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough. It's, it's, it's tough. tough. It's tough. Just kidding. It's tough. Well, I'm thinking about that particular point for me means that, you know, I, I can think of times when I definitely don't want to be around somebody. Um, and it's not necessarily that I don't like that person a lot of the times it's i it feels like energy sucking to me like Mm. being around them takes Mm -hmm. from my energy and with some of my really close friends it's the opposite if i'm with them it actually refills my battery you know what i mean yep and so one of the things i wanted to share was i actually don't pursue friendships or actively hang out with people that don't bring me pleasure or growth Mm -hmm. um and so typically i will not be around people like that um, I will not be working on friendships like that because I just don't care to. It, it takes from my energy. So mm. I can think of, about a couple of family members too sometimes that I'm like, uh, I don't really <laughs> like to be around. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that just not doesn't only fall into the friendship category. It definitely falls into some family categories. For sure. And it's like I don't I don't wish any hate. I, you know, there's no ill will. It's just literally it, it takes from my energy to be with you. And so I'm just not focused on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think um, it's important too because it's like you're not only just taking your energy from from you know they're not taking energy from you, but also your time you know time yeah. is precious and i always feel like our time is always valuable anyone's time you know so yeah. if it is one of those things where it's like oh man this comes the energy sucker you know so yeah. it's like yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to read the next four because they're all very similar, but they're also very true. And maybe it'll just mm-hmm. be easier to touch on the mm-hmm. things that stick out for us. So um, the construct of friendship implies reciprocity. So give and take. So, um, you know, to have a friendship means, you know, it'll be giving sometimes and taking sometimes, but mutually, right? Uh, levels of friendship also have commitment uh, that vary over a lifetime. So depending on the energy uh, required or other commitments, uh, your friend your close friends are going to be in your life over a long period of time. And then um, we engage in friendship on a voluntary basis, and we recognize that our friends are also making the choice to engage in the relationship, right? We're not being made to hang out with somebody, and that makes sense. You want to, right? Um, And last, but most importantly, genuine friendships will flourish only if mutual respect exists between friends. How do you feel about those? Thinking about your, like, really close friends, Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Do you think those five things are true of your really close friends? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think, um, well, it's weird because I, uh, I feel like I like my close friend is like a very small circle. You know, like you mm-hmm. know, you know me. Like I don't. It's not that I don't like meeting new people. I, I enjoy meeting people, but I don't. And I don't always just let anyone into like my personal space circle or the know of what yeah. I'm working on or doing. So uh, I could be cool with a lot of people. But friends, yeah. I take the word friends um, like serious. You know, I'm like I still getting to know someone, or we're just cordial in social settings, or you know, we're cool. Right. But friends, you know, like, <laughs> eh, I wouldn't. Some of these people that be thinking we're friends. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> no, no. I, I I feel like the stuff that you said though was that you read out was pretty pretty spot on. Yeah, I would think. I'm like, all I know is if someone non Latino calls me amigo, we definitely make friends. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag triggered. Uh, oh. Hashtag. Uh, hold on now. Uh, no, but but all of that makes sense. Like I never really verbalized like what a good friend is but if you think mm-hmm. about it it's like wow all those things actually do apply um thinking about my close friends now i've been close friends with them for years chicas like i've been in some milestones right we've mm-hmm. been through some stuff we've seen some stuff we you know did <laughs> oh, some stuff have we? Oh, what? <laughs> and uh you know, we've been in like a lot of our close friends' uh, weddings. We, you know, I officiated a wedding for a close oh, yes, uh, friends. Oh, yes, you sure did. And um, so, so all of that, I, I get it. And then I'm just thinking about like the thing with mutual respect too. With all my really close friends, I never doubt for a minute that if I'm not in that room, if I'm not in that space, they wouldn't speak up for me to, mm-hmm. you know, to to talk on my behalf to defend me. And I I hope that they know that. Defend my honor. Yeah. Pride. (laughs) And I I don't think, I don't have that mindset either that people are out to say bad things about me. I really don't care. But what I'm getting at is at least I have this this thing about like if needed, if my character was being assassinated, mm-hmm. would my friends step in to say something about me? And um, you know, are we vibing on that same level? And yes, I would say absolutely yes. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. Chi Kicks? So yeah. I I just came to my mind is that one Nicki Minaj verse. I always crack up because there was like I remember what it was a Glee or something. I think it was one of the I think it was like <laughs> Nene Leaks was the actress playing the character, but she's like saying this at a funeral is the Nicki Minaj lyrics. It's like you let me win. You let me ride, you let me rock, you let me slide. And when they looking, you let me hide. Like, it's just funny. <laughs> Defend my honor, protect my pride. Like, <laughs> the good advice, I always hate it. <laughs> it's just funny. I just thought of that for some reason. Like, the, like the, a good friend defending you when you're not there. It's like, <laughs> defend yeah. my honor, protect my pride. <laughs> Well, and I'm also thinking about, like, my friends building me up. So not Mm -hmm. only do they believe in me, respect me, we have this mutual admiration. Mm -hmm. um, You know, they're helping me grow, and I'm going, like, we're going together. You know what I mean? We lift each other up. You know Um, what? Oh, go ahead. No, no, that's that's what I was. I was going to say, too, because I just saw this, like, this post on Facebook, and I reshared it because, I, I mean, I personally feel like my close circle is a lot of good people who, you know, we lift each other up up 
you know, we um, are very loyal to each other and stuff. But I saw this post where I was, I, when I was like, when I first read it on Facebook, I was like, dang, that's like, I feel like this is like my circle of friends. Like this is like the type of friends that I would want in my corner. And it's the thing right. was like saying, um, your friend surpasses you, you're stoked for him and he brings you up. Then you surpass him, he's stoked for you and then you bring him yeah. up. The cycle of support can literally never end. The stairway straight to the moon, only fools want their own elevator. And I was like, oof. Yeah, I remember seeing, I was like, dang, like, that's like something that I would always want in my friendships. And I do feel very fortunate that I, I think for the most part, I have that with like my close <laughs> friends. I would hope. Some hesitation uh, there. <laughs> I would Noted. hope. Noted. <laughs> I'm like, cause there's, I mean, I feel like there's some people who definitely put out the, you know, the mal ojo on you, you know, you know, they put yeah. the alone, you know wishing and i feel like yeah no we, we might get into that <laughs> later yeah, but I'm a, you know i <laughs> well i'm you know in a in a second year we'll be talking about you know bad qualities or qualities of a bad friend and maybe we mm. can touch a little on that but i'm there with you chick i i feel like for the most part i can read energies pretty well so mm -hmm. i am weary of those friends, uh, what is that saying? The the wolf in sheep's clothing, Chica. Oh. You gotta be careful. Uh, the snake in the grass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the culebra en el zacate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Beware of el lobo in, how do you say sheep? <laughs> in the, <laughs> in the, oh, mutton. Chica. <laughs> In the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, yeah. But anyways, at least we, we can agree on that piece, right? From mm -hmm. a cultural perspective too, yeah. I think just with friends, um, because I have Latino friends, I have, you know, my my non Latino friends, which would be like Hillary. And one of the cool things about like Hillary, for example is that she has been learning about Latino culture and she's very like in the moment and engaged and wants to Down learn. Down with the brown. And when we share, uh, you know, personal experiences on some of the struggles or challenges or barriers that we faced, uh, that I've faced as a Latino mm -hmm. person, she can totally understand, empathize, and also she is a strong uh, ally. So whenever she hears conversations, mm -hmm. Anybody um, that says something that, you know, is either playing into a stereotype or is very offensive, mm -hmm. she checks them and does it in difficult situations, uh, social situations mm -hmm. that, you know, it would make most people uncomfortable. And that to me mm -hmm. means everything because that's, again, a friend who would speak up to for me when I'm not there. Um, but also she understands, right? And yeah. then she can help correct those narratives and then also let people know it's not okay for you to speak that way about people I love um, mm -hmm. in front of me, even if you're not going to change your mind about it, right? Um, and so that that means everything to me. And the other piece is for my uh, non-white friends that I also have, it's also that th that same thing, that mutual re reciprocity about learning about each other's uh, cultures, mm -hmm. you know, like sharing the things to be mindful of. I keep going back to the time where I said uh, that my spirit animal was like whatever, and you're like, <laughs> you were, and you were like, you're what? <laughs> and because uh <-huh>. I. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then, you know, you having to, like, nudge me a little bit on, uh, you know, like, just understanding, like, what that phrase means and, like, you know, how that has an impact <laughs> on you and your community. And so, like, you know, things like, mm -hmm. and me being a friend that can just take that and be like, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, okay, I'll do better, it. you know? I didn't knew. <laughs> yeah, I didn't knew. <laughs> oh, and I did it again. <laughs> just kidding, yeah. but... <laughs> No, but, you know, it's things like that to me that make all the difference mm -hmm. in close friendships where you can touch on the cultural perspectives, you can mm -hmm. share, and your mm -hmm. friends acknowledge, learn, empathize, and then use that to, mm -hmm. you know, better better the world for you um, because mm -hmm. they can speak, you know, they have that privilege that maybe you don't or you wouldn't mm -hmm. be able to have. And, and again, that's that's huge for me. So um, let's, any, well, actually, before we move on to the, any more thoughts on that before we move on? No, I definitely agree. And shout out to Hillary. Shout out to right? Hillary. Yeah, Hillary we love Banks. Hillary. Yeah. Hillary Banks. <laughs> uh, Chica, she's actually hate. <laughs> oh, yeah. I oh, know she's a Gorola. Oh, yeah. Gorola. Oh, yeah. That's right. Now she's. Remember, Hillary's a strong Gorola. Latina. She is a strong Latina by proxy. <laughs> All right. So let's touch on some of these uh, qualities of a bad friend. And, mm, you know, mm, think mm. what I want you to do, Chica, is <laughs> think about friends that have maybe done this quote friends um mm -hmm. and then also think about times that you have maybe have done this to other people okay oh. um oh. so uh quality of a bad friend is you always direct the conversation back to yourself mm. so whatever the topic <laughs> is bringing it back to you i'm mm. like damn do i do that every time <laughs> yeah. oh. oh this okay this is checking me now <laughs> um you only turn to your friend when you need them mm. i'm like oh yeah, I can think of. I can think of a um, few. Right, you struggle to be a hundred percent genuine, and and we already said this though. You can you can tell when someone's not being genuine. Mm -hmm. You, it's it's kind of easy to see, like the energy's off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. How about uh, you? So you're only redirecting the question back to yourself, but you you never ask your friend questions about themselves. Um, you okay? You don't accident. Okay, this says you accidentally accidentally reveal hints of jealousy. You don't accidentally reveal. Like, you, <laughs> yeah. How do you, you accidentally show. jealous? <laughs> you show. <laughs> Oh, you show. accidentally hating on you today, my bad. <laughs> accidentally. It was an accident. Oops. It was an accident. Bada bing, bada boom. Forget about it. it was an Oops, accident. sorry I talked shit about you. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops, my bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry I tore you down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally an accident. Uh, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> um, you can't stop complaining about your own life. To your friend so mm. again, that's more of that like self-centered thing mm -hmm. you don't respect your friend's boundaries mm. you know you can push and get away with it <laughs> just keep doing it mm. <laughs> yeah um so you slip up and gossip behind their back and again <laughs> slip right mm. i'm like mm, that's intentional yeah that's... you don't just slip and slope and talk <laughs> shit oh by accident like oops oh, i yeah. uh slipped up and shared your personal information <laughs> with everybody uh, oops. that's <laughs> Yep. Um, you don't give your friends room to change. So your mindset is fixed on who your friend is. That's problematic because we're always growing. Right. And I, hmm. Yeah, that's that's definitely, hmm, hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Um, here's another one. You wait for your friends to make all the plans. So your friends mm. putting in all the effort into the friendship. Mm. I'm like, actually, I do remember people like that. Like when I was younger, mm -hmm. it felt like I was the one kind of leading all the efforts, right? Um, and then you cancel plans with when something better comes up. That ain't your friend, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, oh. just, if your second option for somebody, <laughs> that ain't your friend. That was it, Cheekers. That was it. What are your thoughts on any of those? Well. Hmm. I'm like, I've dealt with some people who who do things like that. Accidentally talk shit or accidentally Slip up. told your business. Um, yeah, I would agree that those are all good uh, qualities of a horrible friend. <laughs> I yeah. would definitely agree. And I feel like, too, one that's also left out is, like, the ones that are in, like, secret competition. Like, like how are you in secret competition and still losing, you know? Like... <laughs> <laughs> compete with yourself before you know no I, I i mean i just yeah i feel like that's another one people tend to do is like think like oh if they're doing this i gotta do this or i gotta do this bigger i gotta do this better and it's like who, at the end of the day like who really gives right you know who gives a f what someone else is doing if it don't really pertain to like me my money my family i don't right. really care what others or out there trying to do <laughs> like if it's, right. if it's like in this weird competition thing but um no i i would definitely agree i feel like and i also feel like too i mean i don't know if this is like a cultural thing but like gossipy is somewhat of like you know a lot of natives we do tend to gossip about yep. certain things and but i think where i always draw the line is like this, if i'm gonna like you know just bs around with my friends i'm not gonna go around and hang out with that person i'm BS, like talking shit about or whatever or you know what if whatever the conversation is yeah. like if i don't really mess with someone on that level you're not gonna see me like talk about it and then all of a sudden the next couple of days oh i'm hanging out or you know like that to me is yeah. just like no that just shows the person's true colors not the person you're talking about because it's like oh you were okay talking about this person so you must be okay with talking about me to other people to that per or you know like it just seems weird right. that you can like go and like that just very snake in the grass. I, I've always thought that, Cheekick, so if someone is so comfortable, because there's a difference, and let's be clear, mm -hmm. there's a difference between a close friend venting to you to get something out that's like heavy on them, that's like affecting yeah. them. It's mm -hmm. also very different for that to be a consistent pattern of behavior, right? Mm -hmm. So if someone is always talking bad about somebody, mm -hmm. if someone is always, right, sharing um, just shit talking, that's, that's a pattern of behavior that's toxic and, right, if they do it about somebody, they definitely gonna be doing it about you. If they come in and share on somebody's, you know, bad, whatever's going on with them, if it's personal, if it's whatever, if they're doing that about somebody uh, else to you, they're gonna do it to you uh, for a matter of fact, uh, as soon as, you know, you step away and now a new person's come um, to listen. And so that's, that's definitely, yes, I would absolutely agree with that. Mm -hmm. The other part that I was, one of the, one of those qualities, the one that about kind of directing the convo back to yourself, I've I, that made me think about how how are you always gonna be venting and never let your friend vent? You're never gonna get to know like what issues your friend is having, and you're never gonna be able to like support them through it, right? And yeah. so that could be super heavy to just come and like emotionally dump on somebody and then leave, and then they deal with your because I don't know about you, but if my friend is going through something, I feel like I take that on because it's mm -hmm. affecting me too, you know. If my friend's hurting, if my friend has 
an issue if my friend just went through something. Um, that lays heavy on me too, because like, I'm concerned about you. Like, I wanna support you. I want to do whatever I can as a friend to like, let you know that I'm there for you, right? And so mm -hmm. it seems very selfish to just always kind of emotional dump on somebody um, and always make it about yourself. Um, and yeah. I, I can't think of anybody like that in my life right now, but I definitely think of somebody like that, like in the past. Um, mm -hmm. And that, obviously that sucks, you know? It's like, oh, I definitely <laughs> yeah. don't want to talk to them now because they're going to come and emotionally, emotionally dump on me and then I'm oh, like, oh, you know? great. <laughs> My back already hurts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You know, I feel like those people who, like, you know, are always saying bad things are just, it's draining. You know, it's like, oh, great. Like, like I don't mind a good little joke or a little, you know, if we're talking a little mess here and there. But if it's, like, constantly, like, you know, I'm like, oh, it goes my last. Just kidding. <laughs> it's yeah. always, like, bad things. Like, I just, I don't, I don't got time for it. You yeah. know? I'm like. I just, you know, my focus is on other things other than just sitting here. But, yeah, no, I, this could go on and on, really. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, In wrapping up thoughts on, like, these bad qualities or these qualities of bad friends, Um, what I'm thinking about, Chikex, is culturally, how does your family react to your friends? Because there's there's this oh. saying that, like, your mom or your dad, um, you know, can know immediately mm -hmm. if someone is, is a good friend to you or not, even when you can't see right. it. Like, there's these vibes, right? Um, but for your close friends and how they interact with your family, like, what are some things that stand out for you uh, versus not-so-close friends or people your family doesn't mm -hmm. care for? Um, I feel like with all of my close friends, though, my family have always enjoyed. Uh, my family's always been very like open to all of them I, I feel like I don't know sometimes I feel like my mom can be like too nice like even if it was a bad friend like my mom's still like well how are they doing like you know oh I hope yeah. they're well and I'm like no mom fuck them they're assholes you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but no but I, my mom is probably a much better person than I am you know she's always good at taking the higher road and being the better you know the bigger person where me I'm like mm, if they do me wrong it's it's f you forever but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no I I feel like um I mean also I feel like my family doesn't get too much involved into my friendships either though like yeah they're not telling me who I should and shouldn't be friends with or they're not telling me, I don't really like that for you know like I, I don't think we've ever really done that to like any of our like my siblings' friends or anything, it's never really been. Yeah, just for the most part. Others. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just the in-laws. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. But yeah. no, I, I my family's the same way. You guys, uh, for my really close friends, I know if my family vibes, if they are teasing them, then my my family's quick to tease. So if they're teasing you right off the bat, I, like I know mm. you're in. Mm -hmm. um, also, my family will, you know, forever, like for whatever family uh, celebration or whatever family thing that I have going on, they'll always say, oh, make sure to invite so-and-so. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like even for our cabby, cabin family trips, oh, yeah. my family's like, I, invite Daniel. You know, you're I just, appreciate you just have an open invites. invitation yes. to I'm like, I appreciate the invites. It's always I so fun. I think you've been to too. all of them that we've had. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's usually McCall in the, you know, halfway point. Yeah. The other thing too is like birthdays. Um, 
you know, big set family, yeah. something like baby showers, things like that. They're like, oh yeah, make sure to invite your friend, you know. And so, mm-hmm. to me, that's that's how I know my friends have made it in with yeah. with my family. Um, so that's that's a thing. But I I do know culturally too, my family's open to sharing like our food, our culture, mm-hmm. our traditions. Our you know, they just incorporate my friends into the the thing that we're doing, and that means everything mm-hmm. to me too because it's like it's my family that I'm born into uh, with my chosen family, which are mm-hmm. my friends, and that's how it feels. You know, mm-hmm, definitely. All right, Cheekicks. So we have a language <laughs> lesson. What are yes. we doing today? So I know this season we want to do a little bit. We still want to do the language lesson, but do a little bit different. Like it doesn't have to always be the same exact meaning or whatever. So today, I don't think I've done this before, but I'm going to teach y'all how to say in Nimi Putim, the Nespers language, fry bread. And now fry bread, if those who don't know what fry bread is, it's not a traditional native dish. It, it's a dish made out of survival. So when the government, you know, was trying to get rid of us and they rationed us this pretty much these things from like the government, like commodity, they call them commods, it's just like the, like the food that's from the government or whatever. Um, fry bread was created in, you know, order to survive. It's just flour, salt, baking powder, whatever. People have different recipes for fry bread, but um, all I know is my grandma's recipe is the best. Um, <laughs> and uh, anyway, so how to say fry bread in Nimiputimt is taskin. Ipach. Say that again. Taskin Ipach. Taskin Ipach. Yep. Taskin Ipach. It's Taskin yeah. So Ipach. Ipach is bread, and Taskin, I believe, is to like fry, or I want to say it's like along those words of like frying or cooking or something. But yeah, so fry bread is Taskin Ipach. It almost sounds like Tahin Ipan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A little. <laughs> so uh, you know, and for me. Growing up, I've never really had fry bread. It wasn't like, not in the way that your family mm-hmm. has it. We have something similar. So literally to say fry bread in Spanish, we would say pan frito. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me as a Mexican, I don't remember that being a thing, right? What we do have is something similar called buñuelos, which is also buñuelos. dough that's fried. But think about like dough kind of like to make tortillas. And then that's, and that's, you keep it that thin and you put mm-hmm. it into oil. And so you you make like a crunchy flour, um, almost tostada basically is mm-hmm. what uh, buñuelos. Like a super thin fry bread. Yep. Almost. But buñuelos can be made in different ways. So I've seen uh, those sugar coated in sugar and uh, cinnamon. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like a sweet pastry that people have. Or people will um, will cook it with uh, like in a frying pan. They'll melt, uh, it's called piloncillo, which is I think oh. like brown sugar. Um, and it's melted into a pan and then they crumble up the um, buñuelos in it and they make something called, uh, well, yeah, it's called buñuelos. So mm. my grandma's <laughs> made that growing up. It's really, really good. Um, but so I guess not the same thing, but kind of the same thing would be buñuelos. Um, mm. Or you could literally translate fry bread to say pan frito. No, say buñuelos. Yeah. Buñuelos. <laughs> buñuelos. Buñuelos. Yeah. Buñuelos. Enye, yeah. gotta put that enye action on it. Buñuelos. You gotta, you gotta. Yeah, cool. I'm well now. I'm hungry. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that leads up to our favorite part of the podcast, the shady questions. If this is your first time ever listening to the Brownstone Podcast, where the hell have you been? Just kidding. No. <laughs> but, um, 
So at the end of each episode, we always do a shady questions round where we ask three shady questions and whoever who's ever on the podcast or both of us, we have to answer all of them or we can get out of only uh, we could skip one. So we get to answer three if you're brave or if you don't want to be super shady, you can just, you know, skip one. So with that being said, are you ready for these? Sh- the first shady questions of season four? Yeah, Cheekix sweating it, but ready. Let's do it. Okay, so the first first question is, who is your least attractive amigo? (laughs) (laughs) And amigo means friends for those who don't speak Spanish. Just kidding. (laughs) And number two, do an imitation of a close friend or family member. Three, name three pet peeves from a past or current co-worker. (laughs) Okay, so... um, um, let's start with the pet peeves because that's probably easier for me to answer. Mm-hmm. So I've had I have had um, coworkers in the past that are kind of nosy. Oh. Um, one of the things that I I do like to share on myself, but I'm also kind of like you. I'm a very private person. I prefer to share things with people I feel comfortable about, uh, mm-hmm. and it takes me a while to open up to people um, as friendly and as open as I may seem. Uh, but so yeah, that that like people being a little bit too like pry to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nosy um also co-workers that will call me and talk to me about work about uh like after hours oh i hate that and then co-workers who i will add, it takes me a minute to add people on social media because you know, i'm very selective oh, yeah. i'm very like private I, I feel like work life and like personal life should stay separate mm. but then there are cool friends oh, you, you know co-workers that? that you that you <laughs> yes yes i do um oh? <laughs> so there's there's a you know there's that but Friends who like mess or not friends, uh, coworkers who message you about work on social media. Oh yeah, that's another. Hate like, that too. Boundary, boundary. Um, and then my least attractive friend is. <laughs> just kidding. I'm not gonna answer that. I was that like, one. oh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let like, that sit you there. You are shadier uh, this this season. You know? <laughs> No, I'm going to say all my friends are beautiful in their oh. own way. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Some only have a face a mother could love, you know. <laughs> and then uh, do an imitation of a close friend or family member. Uh, if Junior's listening, Junior does <laughs> this thing, or he used to, where he would be like, you'd say something to Junior and tease him, and he'd be like, yeah, little Javier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, little Daniel. Yeah, yeah, yeah little Javier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, little Keanu. <laughs> yeah. That's too you know, good. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. The junior. Yep. Um, okay, I guess it's my turn. So I will I'll start out with the imitation one first. So I will do my friend Mateo. Ever since we were young, we always used to tease this like whenever we do a Mateo impersonation or whatever, he's like, Oh man, yeah, man, what's up, man? It's me Mateo, man. <laughs> <laughs> because when we were younger, he'd always be like, Oh, what's up, partner? Hey, what's up, man? You know, so that's Mateo. Uh, uh, Which is weird because day. he doesn't talk like that. Anymore, I know, right? <laughs> no. I mean, I've he don't even to him he don't even talk like that. But we always make we always put that voice on him. He's like, man, I don't even talk like that. <laughs> you know, but it's just it's Mateo. Um, yeah, little Daniel. <laughs> yeah. And three pet peeves from a past or current coworker. Um, I would say one is like a pet peeve is one that just doesn't <laughs> that doesn't get it. Like I I can't. I I have a hard time with like dealing with people's like you know I don't do stupid you know so oh. um I feel oh. like you know in in the job in the field that I work in you have to be tech savvy you have
have to be like quick to learn and sometimes it takes people longer than <laughs> it should no, 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 no. So that uh, I'm like, I don't like smart people. No, I'm scared. Unsmart. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. uh, no. She kicks well in your past job. I was your coworker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I would say like just like the like when it comes to like not knowing the knowledge that goes into the field yeah. that we work in. Um, one, I would say also the talk about work stuff. If I'm not at work, like if I'm on vacation or if I'm sick or whatever for the reason I'm not in the office, don't text me about work. Like don't blow my phone up about. I don't like that because I won't respond. Yeah. Um, and the third one would be, um, I think, just dealing with the coworkers who are so shady. Not at this job, but my last job, I had a coworker who just like literally talked shit about everybody. But she would try to come and hang out with us. Like she wanted to be cool with us, but then she talked crap about all of us. So we all didn't really mess with her like that. So I would think that like the shady yeah. coworker. And my least attractive friend is I would have to probably <laughs> say no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I might just skip that one too. Yeah, I'm not that mean. Um, I think all of my friends. Friends are, you know, attractive in their own way. Oh, that uh, that one song comes to mind. You are You're, beautiful, yeah. no matter what they say. You're beautiful. <laughs> oh yeah, that You're one too. Beautiful, it's true. true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm like, you know, beauty is it's within. You know, it's not always the outside. It's within. So I feel like a lot of my friends have inner beauty. <laughs> 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 they're great personalities you know a lot of my friends are funny they're smart they have jobs you know so a great face for a podcast <laughs> the perfect face for radio chickens yeah. uh that's that's why i'm in radio just kidding <laughs> yeah. all right no. let's uh wrap up this episode then uh any last thoughts or words no I, you know, thanks, shout out to all my real friends, you know, oh. I keep repping me, do it to the death of me, X in the box, because ain't nobody checking me. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Another oh. Nicki Minaj lyric, if you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, well, make sure you stay tuned, because Brown Sound Season 4 is going to be lit. Yes, uh, we uh, are going to bring it with our guests. Mm-hmm. and the topics um mm-hmm. and so stick around if, if you haven't yet make sure to listen to us on spotify and apple podcasts and as always mm. make sure to go in and give us a five-star rating so that we can uh show up on searches so yeah thank you yep, for yep. great uh one two and three seasons we're excited for four we will see you next time adios cut yao yo and muchas gracias for listening to the brown sound podcast we had a blast with y'all today and make sure to tune in next time to follow us more closely check us out on instagram at the brown sound podcast for partnership opportunities or just want to get a hold of us you can shoot us a dm on instagram disclaimer the thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and hosts only 